Okay, Hevre, Shun Aleichem. Today we're going to do chapters 20, 21, 22. So we're going we're gonna to do a lot here. And um, they're, they're, quite com- they're a bit complicated. And some, obviously some very important ideas are going to come up. Um, so should need some concentration. Um, these chapters, chapters 18 to 25, is what we call the short road. Chapters 16 and 17 are explaining the long road of Avodah Hashem. Yeah, the long road of Avodah Hashem for the Yid, for the Benoni, is basically immerse yourself in godly ideas and you'll see you're gonna things are gonna start happening internally. That's the long road. Be mahapich the inner your inner world by immersing yourself without break in godliness in in godly ideas okay that's the long road and that's that's we're hive in that for always and all time always okay so that's we're just talking now about a kind of the way you have taub said it as a a break glass in emergencies kind of kind of way so from chapters it's funny because the long road is is the long the long project is explained in two chapters 16 17 the short term project is explained in like seven chapters from uh, 18 to 25 so 18 to 25 basically what we what we discussed last week is that you are prepared to give your life up for Achtus Hashem. okay that's a that's a hanukha that the rebbe makes that is just that's it. You would give up your life for Achtas Hashem. If a guy was to come to you, put a gun to your head, and say, bow to the idol, or I'll take your life, you'd bow to the idol. Uh, you, would, you, would, you would take the bullet. Okay? Now, the next part, this this next, that was chapters 19, 18 and 19. Chapters 20, 21, 22 are there to basically explain to you Ein Od Milvadoi. They're trying to get the trying to get reality in perspective. And then chapters 23, 24, 25 are going to explain what it means mitzvahs, what it means Torah, and you'll see how you really, like life is actually very binary. You're either, like we've said, you're either choosing him or you're choosing yourself. And yourself isn't an option and this is what these chapters are doing they're trying to paint a very black and white picture yeah it's either about god or you've fallen off the boat now in reality or not in reality i mean that that is reality actually but but practically speaking we don't usually look at reality so black and white there's lots more shades of gray but this is this is a, a specific way of thinking that that really helps us to to kind of knuckle down when you know when when we when we don't feel like it basically. Um, so keep that in mind. And this is also it's I mean I my neshama responds to this kind of very extreme like fiery kind of thing, um, and some neshamas don't respond to it. So. You know, take it for what what it's worth, and and be a, you know be a chacham, and 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 you know get you know use it as uh, use it as you see fit. Okay, there's no one uh, there's no one one size fits all in a vodas Hashem. That's an important idea. Okay, so we basically saying like this: this is the short path in a nutshell. These are seven chapters in three points. Number one you would give up your life rather than bow to avoid Zara. Number two, all mitzvahs loisase, all sins are avoid Zara. Number three, just like you would give up your life for avoid Zara, therefore you would give up your life instead of doing a sin, so don't do any of those. That's the short path in a really, really short way. Okay. So he gets into Yichad Hashem. And the 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 premise. Did anyone read that that Torah that I put out the other that we put out the other day, a couple of weeks ago? 
I put out a little thingy, a little, a little, uh, well, not a little. It's a yes, bit. yes. Yes, you had it. Anyone else got it? Was that the email? It, well, I didn't send it as an email yet. I didn't, uh, whatever. It, it's very, it's very, uh, shy. Which, the booklet? Yeah, the little. The book. LCD. Yeah. I have a few yeah. copies if anybody wants. I don't know that I saw it. Uh, Yitzi, you got through it? Yes. You got through the whole thing? Did you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, like I mentioned to you, it's very good. Uh, the ending was extremely strong. That was, yeah, that was the bit. If you can get through the whole thing, the end is very, the end is Mamash is us. It's a real his us session. Um, so anyway, that that essay that I wrote is quite a long essay, but that's that's uh, this what we're saying here with with a bigger rechus. Okay, the the point is that from a Shemus perspective, with the advent of creation, nothing changed. This is a very important idea. Aniashem loishenisi. He brings that pasuk. Um, is it from Malachi? Malachi. I think it's a Malachi. He brings it a few times and he explains that this is this is reality, Sean Gabriel. That Hashem is Erhad, he was before creation and he is after creation. Um now there's a bunch of ways of understanding this, and he really goes into it, but Arichas in Shaykhvermuna, which is the second part of Tanya. Um and I'm not going to go. I've got I've got some really nice like Moshalim that I've learned in other places and stuff. Um, I'm not going to go into too much. I'm just going to try and give over what what the Alter Rebbe says over here. Okay. So the first thing, I mean, the question is, if Hashem is still Erchad, as he was before creation, as he is now, then what about me? It appears to me that he isn't Erchad anymore. No matter how big he is and how small I am, there's still me and him at least. So the the first thing basically that we have to understand is that this this creation is a contingent creation. It's it's dependent. It's called a efsharia um, uh meaning that it is being um, it is being forced. To be in existence, co rega verega. Oh, it's interesting. I wonder that was so interesting. I realized this morning someone lent me an umbrella quickly, and um, I needed to get to a to to it was I had to use someone's umbrella, and I realized that his umbrella was constantly trying to like close. My umbrella constantly tries to open. Yeah, it's like there's two two. Uh, there's two ways of umbrellas. I never realized that until this morning. You get the umbrellas that are desperate to, to spread out and you get the, the umbrellas that are desperate to collapse down, yeah? So my I'm always used to this spreading out ones. He let me ask what, this one that's collapsing down. So the way it works with creation is that creation is trying to collapse down. Creation wants to not be. It's like, you could even look at it as like it's a kind of a chutzpah that the, the creation is being forced to be. Creation does not want to be. It's being forced into existence, kol reg verega. And if Hashem was to stop forcing it to be into existence, it would immediately not be in existence anymore, just like the umbrella that's desperate to collapse down. It's funny because the things in creation are desperate to open up. But creation itself is desperate to collapse down. Anyway, so that's one one thing of understanding um, that it's it's like a thought. So if you were to sit there and start imagining, you know, a nineteen seventy three, you know, sky blue Buick in your mind, yeah, you close your eyes, you picture the car, the long contours and the round headlights, and you look inside with the fluffy steering wheel and the dice and all the whole stuff, yeah. And you've got the picture very clear in your mind. The minute you stop thinking about it, that car just goes, poof, it's gone. So you can also think of creation like that. But the way the way the Rebbe creates the, the his boininess here is by saying like this, that creation, as we know, it was created with one word. Really with one letter, letter hey. And what is 
the relationship of one word to your ability to speak. You could speak endless words. You could speak forever. So one word is, so to speak, infinitely nullified to the Koyach Adibor. Now the Koyach Adibor, what's that compared to the Koyach Machshava? So now the Koyach Adibor is with what's called Oisius Gassus, coarse letters. The, the, the Oisius of Machshava is called Oisius Dacus. They're softer, they're, they're slight letters. So, so now, Machshava is the source of Dibor. So now compare the Koyach of Dibor to the Koyach of Machshava. And that's now a qualitative difference. It's not, an alter, it's not like a quantum difference, but it's a qualitative difference. And then we've got the Koyach HaMashava compared to the Ten Koyachas of the Soul. The Ten Koyachas of the Soul, the one that's speaking, is without Oisius Bichlal. There's no Oisius there. So that's a quantum bittle. That's a, that's a quantum qualitative bittle. So one word compared to the ability to speak is an infinite bittle on the level of quantity. Then... The Koyach of Dibor next to the Koyach of Machshava is a bittle, again, an infinite bittle on the level of quality. But the level from Machshava, but that's still Oisius, but different, different qualities of Oisius. The level of Machshava compared to the level of the Esa Koychus and Nefesh is a, a quantum bittle because the Esa Koychus and Nefesh is beyond. So if creation was created with one word of Hashem, comparing that one word to his Koyach HaDibor, compared to the Koyach HaMachshava, compared to the actual Esa Koychus, and we're at a complete bittle. We're at a complete bittle. So, I put, I like the, um, I, sorry as well, I like the, uh, my, the analogy that I really like, although you can read this LCD, um, this LCD mind that I wrote, but the um, the analogy that I like is the analogy of the rock with the name carved into it. You have a nice, smooth, big rock, and you carve your name into the rock. What was added to the rock? Nothing. Your name? Well, it wasn't, I mean... You're right, but really nothing was actually added to the rock at all. Just a bit of the rock was removed and your name appeared. So in fact, in, within that rock was the potential for every name. So that, that's quite a good muscle for understanding how, um, how there's still an Erhard. But the best muscle, the best muscle really is the LCD the LCD screen. I'm not going to get into it now, but people should, um, I think Yitzi said he's got some coppers. And I'll uh, I'll try and I'll try and remember to send out the actual uh, that you could print out uh, and read it. But but the, the best muscle that I know of for for describing uh, the Yichud Hashem is um, is the LCD uh, idea. Um, but I'll give you I'll quickly give another another point is that see a muscle. When when someone's giving a moshul, they are the one who's being mumshil. The moshul doesn't exist for him. Meaning, I could give you in this thing that I wrote. I gave the idea of it describing quantum particles. You could describe them as like fireflies, as ballerinas, or as magic coins you could use a whole you could use a whole bunch of different analogies for the same idea when you're giving a moshul you could give endless different um endless different examples to 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 give over the nimshul yeah so the guy who's giving over the moshul he's completely bound up in the nimshul 
to him, the marshal is is irrelevant because he could be giving you, he's giving you this marshal, but he could be giving you 10 other different marshalim. So to him, the actual garments, all that is, all the marshal is, is a, a package, a, a, a packaging and delivery system to get the idea into your head. So he's completely bound up in the idea. And to him, the marshal doesn't exist. Now, conceptually, speech is exactly the same idea as a marshal. When I speak, I'm giving either ideas, I'm either giving you things that I feel, I'm either giving you over my emotions or ideas that I know, my 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 seichel. Now I encode these ideas. Like I say to you, I love you. I could also say to you, and your hair yeah, or ichleibdi, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, you could you could use any number of you could use any number, for this. something like that. Yeah, you can you could you could use any number of any number of word of sounds to give over the exact same emotion. I'm giving you my emotion, my love. I love you is an idea. I'm moving it from me using those sounds. I love you. It's going over through into your ears. It impact, it unpacks, uh, it zip, it unzips inside you. I zip it up through my speech into packages of the words, I love you. It goes into your mind, it unzips, and now I transferred myself into you. That's what happened. It's exactly the same idea as a marshal. Exactly, conceptually. I've said this very quickly, but again, like I said, in this thing that I wrote, you can, uh, you can, um, uh, it goes through a bit of rechus. Uh, it's a very, very important idea, which means by Hashem, who's speaking creation into being, there is no creation. He's, he's giving over himself to you and me. Hashem is the nimshul. Creation is the moshul. Hashem himself is the nimshul. He's giving himself to us. That's why by him, we can say, nothing was added. That's a very powerful uh, meditation, if you think about that. Okay. So, the Rebbe gives an idea of how it works in a in a um the the way it works the other way so we spoke about the speech is nullified to the power of machshava which is powerful that is nullified to the the midas etc so it goes like this this is the idea okay you see a piece of cake you just see it and it looks yummy but you haven't you haven't developed a tiver for it yet You've just seen it. It's come into your consciousness. That's the level of intellect. You don't have an opinion of it. You just know it. It's got nothing to do with you. It's just a piece of chocolate cake. Now, that energy, so to speak, descends into the lave, and now you want it. Just like a young child who doesn't know how to speak will still like go uh, 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 for the for the candy. He doesn't have power of speech, but he longs, he wants that candy. So the first level is you see the cake, it becomes part of your consciousness. The second level is that energy now goes down into the heart and it creates a tiver for that for that cake. Now, that energy, that tiver energy, which is more powerful than the energy of the seichel, that goes back up into the brain and becomes enclosed in oiseus. And you'll start saying things like, wow, that cake looks mummish, yummy. I would really like to eat that cake. Hmm, I wonder how I could get my hands on that cake. I wonder if... Is that Buna? 
that's been in there? That's uh, not no, not really. It it's been it it's it, no, it's not really been a. It's in fact, it's not been at all. It's 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 the it's the t- in this case because it's not taking seichel. You're just saying to yourself, "Wow, that's yummy! I'd like to eat that." Yeah, but it becomes that is your that is the the energy of the lave becoming malubush in oisius. It's essentially being a, of being manipulated by the midos. N- well, not really, because Bina's giving it length and breadth and depth. This is just. It, it, uh, How do I get it? I like it. What's yeah, that, it made that, out of? When it when it when it gets to the how do I get it? Then you're into Bina, yeah. But when you've just got in your I like a, a good example, yeah. You've ever watched like fight videos on YouTube? Like not, I'm not talking professional fight. Like, like street fight videos. Sorry to bring up such a terrible thing, but if you watch street fight videos on YouTube, yeah, you'll see that occasionally these very like high level people will start. They'll just say like something like you know you want some, you want some, or come, you know, they'll start saying the same thing over and over and over, yeah? That's not seichel bichlal. That's emotion, malubush in oisius. That's like a dog barking. You know, do you know what I'm talking about? So it's, it's love dafka that it's bina. It, bina would be more like when it's when it's an idea, an intelligent idea that gets enclosed in letters. But we're talking about a raw emotion that's getting straight. This is such a powerful chachma that it jumps straight into midos without having to go through bina. It goes straight into your emotion. Yeah. It the yeah, yeah, of bina. Yeah. It's like a raw. It's a raw <laughs> instinctual emotion, and then it hijacks your seichel to kind of express it but it's not actually going through the proper seder hadavar well ask like this how old is your youngest kid you got a six-year-old or something like that a five or six-year-old couple of those yeah whoever so so like you got a four, you know, four five six-year-old kid who who doesn't have bina yet okay but you show him the chocolate cake and he'll be sitting there thinking about it it will become malubish and oisius but it won't be giving it depth, I got you. depth and breadth. It, you're, we're talking on very chalukei ideas. But, but the point is that the, it enters into the consciousness. The consciousness then creates the tiver in the lave that's bleoiseous. Bleoiseous. Then that goes back into the moichin and becomes malubush back into oiseous. Not back into it, it becomes malubish and oisius, and it will become like a repetitive mantra in the mind, like I want that, I want that, I want that, something like that. Um, and then it will come back down and it will express itself either in Debor or in Mysa. Okay. Um, but then he goes on one step further and he says, So that's that's like the Seder of how it works. So that was going backwards. If you want to know the relationship of the spoken word to the one who's speaking, you can understand it like that. That initially it falls into the seichel. That's so um, duck, so removed from physicality. It's so, so ethereal. Then it comes down into emotions that are much more visceral, um, but still without oisius. And then it becomes enclosed in the oisius of thought. And then it becomes either enclosed in the oisius of speech or it's acted out, whichever way. Basically, the Reb is trying to show you how either way you go. We're just trying to prove the point that the spoken word next to the actual speaker is absolutely null and void okay um and then he goes on into another idea and it says like this that creation is the ruach piv yisbarach 
melubus enclosed within Devar Hashem. And this is a very important idea that the Devar Hashem is Hashem. That's his breath. That's that's him. What gives the tsura to the breath is the words, the oisius. But the words are his words. So it really comes out, this is the Indian of Hashem Huelokim, is that the, the, the means by which Hashem is Matsamsem himself is himself. Now I just I've just learned this. I just want to put my mask on. Now I'm just I'm just I just learned this English book that I would like to learn with everybody. It's amazing. It's called uh, Heaven on Earth by Fatal Levin. It's a it's mind blowing, um, and um, it's English an English book. And he said a massive chiddush. I'll, I'll say it quickly. So we know that Hashem is not Ruchnius Bichlal. He's not Ruchnius, he's not Gashmius, he's Hashem. And I've been giving over from what I've learned from my Rebbe for the past few years that this is the biggest toast that I know of right now in the Jewish world is thinking that Hashem is Ruchnius and therefore striving to be more Ruchni, which is really a Goyeshazach, the way I understand it. We're striving to be more godly, not more Ruchni. If he needs us to be Gashmi, we're Gashmi. If he needs us to be Ruchni, we're Ruchni. Whatever he wants, that's that's avoid us Hashem. There's no Mila of Ruchnius over Gashmius, Alpi nature. Make your, you have to make your, you told me a lot, you have to make your Gashmias for Elikos and you have to make Ruchnias for Elikos. Yeah, that's it. So we, I always learned that you're, that as a, as a Yid, you're trying to infuse the Gashmias with Ruchnias. But that's not how I understand it. It's just what you all said. We're trying to infuse the Gashmias with Elikos and we're trying to infuse the Ruchnias with Elikos. There is such a thing as Ruchnias without Elikos. Yeah, and that's, Maybe even worse than Gashmius for that. Because so anyway, so I've been saying for all these years that that there's a Shem and then there's Ruchni and Gash Ruchni and Gashmi, It's the same on the same line. But this book explains more. He actually explains that Hashem is closer to Gashmius than he is to Ruchnius. Infinitely closer to Gashmius than Ruchnius, which is a trip. And I, I, I explain two two two. Things. I'm going to say it quickly, but we'll put more time into it another time. We still have quite a bit to do. Um, the Tzimtzum, if you read Oitzvah's Chaim, the Tzimtzum took place in the Or Ein Soif. Not in the Ein Soif. It said originally there was the Or Ein Soif that filled all the Metzils and Hashem created a, a, a Halal Panui. Yeah? We know that when we're talking about Hashem, we're talking about Ein Soif, not Or Ein Soif. Or Ein Soif is the expression. It's the light that comes off of Ein Soif. The nature, if you could say such a thing, of the Ein Soif is actually symptom in a sense. The nature of Ein Soif, it's the nature of Or Ein Soif to fill all of reality. But it's the actual nature of Ein Soif to be completely self-contained with no need for anything or anyone or any, there's no words can be attached to it in any way, shape or form. We can't say anything. But that, that includes that it's, it's not moving outward. The outward movement is already called or Ein Soif. And that means... Listen to this. That means that the Koyach of Tzimtzum itself is infinitely closer to the essence of the Rabbeinu Shloilam than creation, or than the level of light before creation. 
Does anyone get that? Simpson. Huh? I didn't get it. Good. Yeah, repeat it again. Good. This should this takes time to get this because this is mama sublime. That to put it bakitza without explaining the whole thing about Arichas is the actual koyachet simsum comes from Ein Soif. That simsum takes place in or Ein Soif. But the koyachem at some same is the Ein Soif itself. Which means that Shem is more in the simsum than he is than the Hispastus. So let, let's, I'm not, I'm not going to say more. Let's just say it like this, yeah? All the Ruchnius worlds are bottled to Hashem to varying degrees. They're like, they're like windows. They're like glass windows to dare, get, dare, get varying transparencies to Hashem. You go into the world of Yitzirah and you become very aware of Hashem. Go into the world of Bria, you become even more aware of Hashem. In Atsilas, it appears that there's only a shem. Okay, all the worlds above our physical world are varying degrees of bittel to the Rebbeinu They proclaim that Hashem is real, and I'm not real. I'm bottled to him. You can look through me and see him. How godly is that? That's the opposite of God. God is absolute. He is an existence that is not tolerant on anything. So all of the all of the spiritual worlds are really the opposite of God because they say to you, look, look at God. See through me. I'm just a dependent reality. I'm just an Efshariam at Sias. So you see through me and you see God. How godly is that? Not very godly. God isn't bottle. God is the ultimate yesh. God isn't iron. Masha'ain came by Oilam Hazer. The things of this world proclaim Aniva Afsi Oid. I don't have a creator. I made myself. I was here yesterday. I'll be here tomorrow. I'm not dependent on anything or anyone. I'm a a Chuviamatsias. That's mamash godly. That's the gillowy of the Rabbinishwalim in this world. That's that's the quality of the Etzim Hashem. So this guy expect this rabbi explained like this that until now, and so yo, what you were saying about with with the Gashmius Ruchnius, listen to take it a step further, yeah. I don't know if people are holding with me with this, but 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 if to take it a step further, everyone create everyone separates reality into infinity and finity. That sounds like a good division, yeah. Let's divide reality into infinity and finity. Comes along this safer and explains no in the in the name in the name of the Baba Jerebi, no, we divide reality into etsem and gilui to the essence of Hashem and to Gilui. And when you divide reality into Etsem and Gilui, infinity and finity both fit into Gilui. And you have a whole different level that's quantum, it's a completely different, completely different. And that's this world. And that's what we're going to be zoichet to by Tchias Amesim and Mashiach when we're going to understand the Halikite of Oilam Hazer, that the things of this world that proclaim their own Matthias, that they are Elokus in a sense, that's, and that, this is what Rav Manis said to me years ago when he said that this, this Gaiva that's, that's come into play in our generation he said his it's for this purpose. Everyone's saying, Ani, Ani, yeah, they've become really caught up in the zikh, yeah? 
Why? Because when Hashem finally reveals himself, we're going to be able to turn around and say, oh, I made a mistake. I thought I was God. But now I realize what's shut. You've got a frame of reference. You'll have a frame of reference from the gyver, from the from the self-contained ich, anoichius. You've got a frame of reference to understand what it really means when Hashem reveals who he really is. And you're like, I was just off. I thought I was him. I thought I was Echad. Now I realize he is Brach is Echad. As opposed to previous generations where there wouldn't have been any point of contact. That's a very deep idea, whoever. I'm even young. Um, okay. Um, so now we're going to, let's go quick. A lot of these ideas now we know anyway, so I'm just going to finish off quickly. Um, we mentioned the idea of receiving from Hashem's ponim and rece receiving from his achorayim. Okay. So basically the next part of these chapters go into explaining um, the sitra achra and how it, how it basically devolves into a vodazara. Um when you're giving something for itself, you're interested in the thing that you're giving to as an end unto itself, then you're giving from your inner self. That's called panemia saratsan. When you're giving to something as a means to an end, you don't really want it for itself. That's called giving it from the acharayim. It's like the Rebbe says, it's like you kind of, kind of give it over your shoulder, just like take it. You don't look it in the face. Okay, it's a very low level of, uh, energy that it receives but in the in the sitra akhra that i mean and we know that the reason why it does that is to give us free will in the sitra akhra that little bit of energy goes into gallus it becomes entrapped within the sitra akhra and it's um and it's it's held captive there okay the three primary statements of the Klippa and sitra akhra are Attributed to Paro. The first one is Aniva Afsioid. And then two of them go together is Yaor Leave Aniasis Sunny. Aniva Afsioid means I am and nothing else is. Yeah, that's kind of obvious. We know that. Then Yaor Lee, the Nile, the river belongs to me, says in the Navi. And then the next in the same in the same postal straight after it says Vaani Asisis Sunny. I made myself. And these really, this really completely encapsulates Kriplan Sitra Achra. Aniva Afsioid, I exist independent and exclusively. Okay? That's the opposite of Einob Novadoi. I exclusively exist. Yaoli is the Koyacha Kinyan. I own the Nile. The Nile belongs to me. Yeah. And Eved Hashem and Eved doesn't own anything. Or well, a son also, a young son who's dependent on his father also doesn't own anything. It belongs to the Baal, it belongs to the father. Yeah, that's that's an Eved Hashem. But a, a Balgaiva is someone who owns things. Yeah, that's why you write on Asfarim, Hashem or um Lamad Vav. Yeah, this safer belongs to Hashem. Nothing belongs to me. Yeah, that's 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 a very healthy way, like the chassid. Sheli shalach or shalach shalach. You give from him from his. Yeah, said Dovid Melech. That that whole Indian of ownership is 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 very gaivadik. And then another incredibly gaivadik statement is ani asisisani. I made myself. I created myself. Those three statements are the statement of the Kleeper. So I'll say very, very quickly, this is my own Kiddush, but it's quite a nice idea, is that the Esamakos, you see, were there to dismantle this idea of Paroi, the, the, the idea of Kleeper. So the level of Yaoli, meaning my own balas, I own, I own things, 
that was remedied by the Makas Dam, because Makas Dam caused the Mitzrim to have to buy the water from the Yidden. So Hashem was saying to the Mitzrim, you think you own anything? You don't even own the water of the Nile. I'll make you buy that from the Yidden. Yeah, that was the dismantling of your Uli. And then Makas Bechoyrus, the final, the final part was Hashem dismantling that final level of the Klippa, where you think you own yourself. The Bechor belongs to me. That's that's uh, that's your doer. And that was again his guys. That was just my own chiddush, anyway. Um, okay, but this is this is I suppose the most important part of the class now is the definition of Avodazara. Anyone wants to throw out a definition of Avodazara? It should be the, uh, the belief. Uh, oh, go, 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 go. Um, the belief that a power other than Hashem has control over something. So that's that's. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Perfect. That is the definition of desire. That there is another power. So the goyim used to call God. I don't know how to say it. The God of Gods. Yeah, I don't know which it would, if one would be, would one be a I don't know. They used to call him the God of Gods, meaning he, he they didn't deny his existence, but they denied his achdus, meaning there are other koichas in the world. Every Aveira is a Bechina of Oedazara. The beginning of Perik Kaf, he explains that all of the, the Balatani explains in the Shem Zoya. All mitzvahs assay and nichlau in the mitzvah anoichi. All 248 positive mitzvahs and nichlau in anoichi. And all 365 negative mitzvahs are nichlau in loyelacha. So that means that all negative mitzvahs are a bukhina of avoidazara. How so? So you can, there's two, I've got two good examples. A guy, you know, in the 30s when people came to America and people were like, mum was starving to death and they had to open up their shop and sh they had to open up their shop on Shabbos. And he would turn around to you and say, listen, I love Shabbos. I would, I'm not judging anyone here. I'm just giving us an example. Yeah. I love Shabbos and I would really like to, I would like to keep Shabbos, but I, I haven't got money and the busiest day of the week is Saturday. And I have to open up my shop on Saturday. So now there's a contradiction between, so to speak, the God of Panasa and the Rebbeinu He's saying that there's another power in the world. There's this power of, of there's this independent reality called Panasa. The way I pray, the way I worship the God of Panasa is by opening up my shop, my shop on Shabbos. That's the worship that the God of Panasa demands from me. I need to open up my shop on Shabbos. I will, that means I will appease him. Or I will make him happy. I'll give him nachas, whatever it is. And he will then give me Panasa. That has introduced, that's very obvious that that's an element of a Vodazar. The, the way I just painted that makes it very obvious how that's a Bechina of Vodazar. Yeah? With me? It's Pasha, yeah? But what about why is eating a treif sandwich a bechina of Vodazara? We understand that opening up my shop because I believe in the, the power of economics, yeah, that's that's introducing, like Yosa, that's introducing another 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 koyach into the Bria, another Elohim into the Bria. That's Elohim Acherim. But why is it a Vodazara when I eat a treif sandwich? What's that got to do with the Vodazara? What's that got to do with introducing my, another power? Tano, you're... you're, you're... Hmm? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> no, you go this time, Gabriel. All right. My taiva is stronger to me than Hashem right now. That means my taiva exists. I exist. I'm Hashem. Yeah, that's the... New, the new God is... The, the new God is your appetite. So in the first case, God 
the God introduced, the Elohim Achirim introduced into reality was the God of, of economics, the God of Panasa. And the way you appease him or worship him or whatever is by opening up your shop on Shabbos. But now there's another, now there's another God that we just introduced, which is the God of my appetite. And the way you appease him, it depends what he's what he's what he's desirous of. But let's say he's desirous of a trave sandwich. The way you appease him, the way you worship him is by giving him that sandwich. So I just I was, I've said this so many times, I just find it funny. So I'll say it again. My my 10-year-old, I learned with my I probably said it to you. Uh anyway, but I learned with my 10-year-old uh, Rambam, yeah. And I wake him up in the morning to learn. Like that Al Khavus is at like quarter to eight in the morning, yeah. So I have to wake him up. So I wake him up. And usually he like jumps out of bed, or whatever. And this day, not this day, a few weeks ago, he was like really tired. I wake him up. He's like, Dad, leave me up, leave me alone, leave me alone. I'm like, come on, get up, get up. We're gonna, we're gonna learn rum bum. He's like, no, no, no. And he said, I'm tired. I said, You're tired? I said to him, You know how many people there are on this planet? There's about 8 billion people, yeah? No one cares that you're tired. Not one of them cares that you're tired, including me. So stop being, don't be, don't be Yotzvinatuk. Get, why should you care? If no one else cares, why do you care? Get up. And it resonated and he got out of bed. That's really the, that's really a very healthy, uh, a very healthy attitude. I want to say this to my wife. So what? <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? I want to eat this. I want to look at that. That that's not that's not part of the cheshbon. That's not part of the cheshbon. You're you're a, you're a you're a guest in his world. Imagine someone coming to your house. There are certain things that are just, you know, you're a guest in my house. You know, behave yourself. Certain things you can't do. I don't care that you want to do that. You want to walk around my house naked. <clears throat> so what? Get out of my house. Want to walk around my house naked? Get out of my house. Walk around my house, outside my house. <laughs> We're guests in his world. You want to do something that's asa? Well, you can't do it. So, I mean, it would be nice if I didn't want to do things that are asa. And the more we work on this, the more these things will become easier to deal with and less urgent and less apparently, you know. But that's that's really the that's that's why all 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 of Vera's are in truth avoid desire. And he's going to tie it back now into chapters 23, 24 that are very complicated that we'll have a go at next week, Bizarre Hashem, and just brings it down very hard that this is actually a very productive way of looking at the world for the right kind of person at the right kind of time. But I'm, it, for me, it, it's really helpful. So, but for other people who maybe aren't as like dick like me, it might be, uh, it might not be helpful, but, but he's, he's trying to say to you, trying to, trying to paint the picture of this world as a binary place. It's, Yes or no, it's black or white, it's God or you. Yeah, there's no middle ground. And that's helpful, for, for, like I said, for the right person at the right time. And that's what we call the, the, uh, the short path. It's not the long path. The long path is where you actually are con you're changing your medus. You're actually growing in becoming more godly. This is just more like, well, who do you think you are? You can't do that. Yeah, Gabriel. That's that's why worshiping the god of Parnassa is also worshiping yourself. It's the same thing. Yeah. Any idol that you choose, the ultimate goal is your benefit, which means you're making yourself into a god. Yeah. And what comes out, which is quite scary, is that many people relate to Hashem as an Avodazara as well. Oh, yeah. They go to Hashem asking for what they want, as opposed to telling Hashem that they're willing to do what he wants. Right? It's a completely different Havana and Tefillah. Yeah. Yeah. Right? You said that before? Oh, I'm happy that you said it. I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I agree with you. We have to get the look, the point, the point, the point of being created is to come to serve Hashem Lishma. That's it, which means we're in it for him. 
And if you need if you need panasa, the only reason why you need panasa is because you can't serve him without panasa. That, right. So a person has uh, is in other words, a person can ask for the ani, but the the the, the lens that you see it through is to get to, to, to become a better person and become a better yid. I mean, yeah, like just to exactly. become a better yid. To be even better, like you can't, like the Rambam says, you can't serve a shem with a tummy ache. It's really hard. It's just really difficult. You got a tummy ache. You just want to. It's horrible. So you want good. You need good health to be able to be over with him. And that's what it says. And I mean, that's the pashat shah of the of the shema. You know, be a good boy, and he'll give you rain in its time, and your cows will have what to eat, etc. Means he will he will twist reality that you'll be able to serve him in a more effective, with a more full service. And that's the biggest schus we could ever, ever imagine of. There's no, it's like so silly talking about this kind of, you know, Olam Haba Dika reward when you, you the schus of being able to do something for the Boinish Olam himself is, is you know, an eight-year-old can appreciate that. That's I mean that's very important to keep that in mind. That's the ikka to to realize that these mitzvahs that we're doing are genuinely precious to him. Gen they're genuinely dear, like putting to fill in on in the morning. He's genuinely grateful to you for putting on to fill in. He really is. That's to get that in your mind and to get really real with that, and then it and then you can start to really give yourself because like. How much can you give yourself for your own pleasure? How much are you prepared to put yourself out for your own pleasure? It takes a real <laughs> narcissist, you know what I mean? Like a real messed up mind to really put himself out. Like, you know, who, 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 uh, you know, who sits in the kitchen for two hours preparing themselves, uh, you know, some kind of unbelievable meal? That takes a real messed up mind. Yeah. But your, your dad's coming into town from out of town or whatever. Yeah. And you've got the sluice of making him, you might take a sit there for two hours and make him a really delicious meal. When you're working for someone else, then the avoider can be infinite. When you're working for yourself, you're limited by yourself. It's not, you know, it's not, there's not so, uh, you can't invest yourself so much into it. So that's probably the most important, in my mind, that's the most important part of, of, of turning your mind towards him is that it means you can, you can, Push to a level that you wouldn't be able to even dream of pushing if it was for yourself. You just wouldn't do it. Like you'd make your night, you know, you'd make your kids a nice meal. You'd get, you'd make yourself just a piece of tuna, you know, piece of bread with some tuna on it. Like whereas you'd, you know, you'd you'd go out your way to make somebody else a nice meal. That's the exact Indian. So so if we can turn our mind and our heart outward to the Boyneshloder, then we'll be able to invest much more energy than we could ever imagine otherwise. Okay, we should be Zoycha. Bezrat Hashem. Okay. Well, I just want to, want to share